Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for taking the time to turn on your radios or however you listen to this broadcast. We're, you know, we're just privileged to be part of your community and be part of this Bible study. And uh, honestly, we're really enjoying uh, Proverbs chapter 6 and what God has to say to us about it. And, it, you know, it, it just keeps on swiping away at this world and this image the world wants to portray and sculpt out and, you know, how this world expects us all to look and how to act and all this stuff. And here we are looking at God's word. And it's, you know, Stephanie, it's adamantly opposed. It's polar opposites to what this world teaches. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just... Well- it's light versus darkness. <laughs> it is. And, and you know, you, light always quenches darkness, but darkness can't do a thing with light. And, and so to put that together, that God always uh, brings light on things, and, and the devil can't do anything about that. The devil has no dominion. You know, the, the devil is not omnipotent. Uh, he, he's not all powerful. He's not all knowing. And you know, the Omni things I, one time I wanted to impress folks. So I looked up all the Omni things, you know, I thought it was like omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, you know, I had like four or five of them written down. I was real proud of myself. And then I said, you know, before I bring these up on the broadcast, I, I want to go out and look and make sure I got them all. And there were 110 of them. Stephanie. <laughs> I gave up, man. Yeah. It was, it was bad. Then Stephanie had all this El Shaddai and all these names of the Lord. And I'm like, man, I got to look these up. She even added one of them to one of our songs. And I was like, praise God, I better know what they say. And there was like a thousand of those, man. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do that. But anyway, Stephanie, just, we, we have this knuckleheaded segment and everybody who listens knows why it's just so we can see what a knucklehead is that we don't become a knucklehead. And sometimes it can be humorous with that in mind. Um, It's your turn. You might be a knucklehead if. Well, Doug, I would say you might be a knucklehead if you open your mouth and say something completely idiotic and downright, um, I I hate using the word stupid. It's like, I, I consider that a bad word in our house. We don't, I don't let the kids say that word, but it's foolish. That's a better word because that's a Bible word. That's right. You're. It's idiotic and foolish to open your mouth and say something incredibly hurtful or just like that you didn't use your head at all, engage your head at all before you opened your mouth. I mean, I just saw this happen less than 48 hours ago. I had something said to me that I just wanted to look at the person that said it and say, can you please repeat that? Because I certainly heard something wrong. Yeah. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Just that you're not going when you do stuff like that. I mean, yeah. think before you speak. Yeah, there are people in this world, I think their brain matter, some of it must be lost or something. You know, I think they, I, I just don't know why people say the things they do. You know, some people say the stupidest things. And, and I'm glad you don't let that word stupid be used in your house. And a matter of fact, I don't hear it much in your house. You know, that's not one of the buzzwords that I hear when I'm visiting or anything and when we're there. And so I'm glad you do that. But, you know, 
folks, think about what Stephanie just said. Think about what we say and the implications. And we've talked about words and the implications that come with words. And, uh, and, and, and so, and, and then Stephanie, we've been talking about, we've, we've been talking about what not to say or do to people with PTSD. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think, you know, understanding that folks with PTSD for the most part suffer from things like hypervigilance and, you know, uh-huh. in other words, we're wound up, uh, we're fiercely loyal. You know, one of the weird things, everything you read about PTSD, there's a fierce loyalty, among those, you know, and we see it at our PTSD camps. I mean, you can get PTSD from, uh, you know, from an Afghani sticking you with a knife a thousand times or from being raped or from your husband being murdered in Cameroon or from whatever you fill in the blank. And all of a sudden we're fiercely loyal to one another. And we, we join into each other's, uh, trauma and pain. I mean, it happens right away. We're all there. We're all hooked together through that common thing of junk we've been through. So I say all that things you don't do and don't say, understand the loyalty, understand that people come together and that once you have a loyal friend with PTSD, don't do junk with them. Be serious with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Jokes don't work out real good, really. Uh, or, you know, playing games. These are people's lives. These are people, you know, I've, I saw, you know, these high school things and, 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 you know, relationships with people and, and things like that, just back off that kind of stuff. It really messes people up with PTSD. Um, you know, you can't, I'm mad at, I'm this, you know, think about what you're saying. Like Stephanie said, it matters, but also when you get to that person with PTSD, just keep the junky stuff out. There's some things that may seem mildly appropriate with the general population, but anything that has the term mild or mildly in it, don't do with people with PTSD because they take things a little more seriously. Does that make sense, Stephanie? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, so remember that even stupid little things we take seriously or we may consider truthful. I found that where I believe people or I'm gullible or is that the right word? You know? Yeah. uh, yeah. And well, and, and even, you know, I, I have an, like the whole hypersensitive thing, yeah. phrases that we use, and I still use the phrases myself. And every time I do, I see things, but we have phrases in our country that are just so like the term, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like the term that blew my mind. Yeah that term it's a part of my vocabulary and I absolutely hate it because every time I say that I see yeah I see that it's reality that was my reality yeah. and we have phrases like that and so I yeah. guess part of it is be aware that if you're around people with PTSD if you're working with people with PTSD just be aware of things like that that you may say something and I and I t- kind of touched on this yesterday because partly because of what was said to me that that, that my whole knuckleheaded thing came from yeah. um when when that was said to me it involved it involved a car accident oh. I then I mean car accidents are a reality to me yeah. I mean it's of God's mercy I haven't been like killed now multiple times in car related accidents and so it's not a joke no. if you don't 
joke with people that have been, that have PTSD about triggers. Yeah. So it's just, this is, it's very serious thing. This is real. And, and I guess that's what we're getting at with you folks is, uh, you know, when you're dealing with folks with PTSD, we're a little bit messed up. You know, our lives can, you know, we take things very seriously. And I, I, I know most of you listening to me are going, yep. You know, you need to tell this to people I'm around and some of you may not be saying that, but it's just true. You know, there's a seriousness that, that comes along with pain and hurt. Um, you know, it's a reflection time or a time of reflection, you know, where you just, we take things seriously. And, and I'll tell you one of those things that, that I've found and, and, you know, people get PTSD as we know from a myriad of things. I mean, it's just, there's just so many reasons. And I've, I've mentioned some of them to you and you know why Stephanie has it and you know why I have it. And, and, uh, but there's just so many reasons that people get PTSD and some people have multiple PTSD, but to our dear friends, uh, you know, I think, uh, one out of seven men and, 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 you know, uh, th- you know, about 30% of women have been sexually assaulted in some way in their life or, or something like that. So, you know, we got to be very careful on the relationship, the way we say things and do things too. And it's a really hard thing. And, and, uh, you know, I had a man ask me the question that he's, he's marrying a lady. Um, I think coming up pretty soon, uh, we can't make it to the wedding cause we're going to be somewhere else. But, uh, he actually called me up and said, you know, how do I handle this? You know, I don't want to, uh, make a mistake. And I thought to myself, that's the most noble thing and loving thing I've ever heard, you know, is somebody who's getting married, whose wife's been hurt in a terrible way. And he wants to make sure that he doesn't bring that hurt to the surface with his uh, care for her. And, and I thought to myself, you know, I guess what I'm talking about here is don't be the opposite of that. Uh huh. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Guy. Yeah, that is a good guy. And, you know, so I think, I think we need to uh, be very aware of the seriousness of people with PTSD and be careful. Uh, that we, you know, even joking around or saying something in slang or using an expression uh, can be a trigger. And, yeah. and, and so, and we could talk about this if we're not careful, the whole thing. So what Stephanie and I decided is we're going to take a few bite-sized pieces of these last verses because there's just no break at chapter six. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read three verses. We're going to talk about them and then we'll read a couple more from there. Um so here we are, we're still in chapter six of the book of Proverbs. And, uh, it said, can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can one go upon hot coals and his feet not be burned? So he that goeth into his neighbor's wife, whosoever toucheth her shall not be innocent. And I want to, I want to stop there. And I know that 30 could, you know, this all goes together in God's impotent, perfect, inspired word. But you know, that question he asked right there in the beginning, Stephanie, uh, out of nowhere, he says, can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? You know, when things happen, it's always got collateral damage. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, what a better way to express that. You know, God's word is so clear sometimes. You know, we, we don't, so we don't approach this immorality 
uh, and, and again, I'm trying to use these tender words. I mean, this is, these are hard subjects even for Stephanie and I to talk about. And especially, you know, we're talking about these on air and, you know, she's in Indiana and I'm here. It makes it easier. And I'm in South Carolina and she's been through the struggles and looks at life through the lenses of being a lady. And I look through life from the lenses of being a guy. And I found out those are completely different lenses. And, but, but we go here and, and God's word saying, we don't do something ungodly. We don't do something bad. And he compares that. He compares the idea of immorality. He compares the idea of sexual sin, Stephanie. And he, he compares that to your clothes are going to burn too. Mm-hmm. There's collateral damage. And I mean, think for, think for a minute, Stephanie, and I want you to answer this. I always give you these hard questions without uh, a head time. But think about the ladies you've spoken to. And we've met so many. You know, Debbie and I, Debbie's worked with ladies for years now who've been assaulted in a terrible way. And But think about all the collateral damage that can, comes from that. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. yeah. And so now, okay, so we're not talking about a lady or a man, a, a woman or a man who necessarily been raped. And this is the question I'm coming to you, Stephanie, but this is saying that, these types of things that involve your body and stuff, they belong to God and his rules. And he's saying there's going to be collateral damage. So with that in mind, Stephanie, and, and just given all that information, you know all this, but given all that information to our listeners, uh, how often do people talk about the collateral damage more than what they went through? Well, that's often what you hear about first is the collateral damage. Yeah. And quite honestly, that's normally all people want to talk about, because if you talk about the root of it, that's the hardest part to touch. Yeah. Because normally that's where repentance comes in play. That's where ripping a wound open, perhaps if it's, if it involves a rape kind of scenario. But when I look at this past, when I look at this verse, it's talking about someone who made a choice Yeah. and the that come from it and I have not I mean the 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 abuse situations far outweigh um uh, far outweigh but I have worked with a few ladies um who they you know (laughs) they're giving me all the collateral damage and I'm getting sirens going off that there's a they won't touch and most of the time those situations take multiple sessions before that root is uncovered and it always comes back to they took a fire into their bosom of their own choice and maybe they were abused along the way as well yeah but situations like this there is a difference between fire being being tortured yeah making a choice there is a massive difference because the collateral damage that comes when you make a choice to put fire in your own bosom is 10 times worse because you live with knowing I made that choice. Yeah. And, and yeah, never get away from that. Yeah. And, and there are so many that chase these things that seem like they're going to be a dream. And, you know, let me give you a, for instance, and, and I hate, going down this road and making it seem like a, a woman's worse than a man or a man's worse than a woman. I'm, so I'm trying really hard to keep this uh, gender 
neutral. But one of the things in the army, because there were just so many men in the army when I was in. So I, you know, by the time there's a lot more ladies in there now, and I worked with ladies and I told you how proud of the ladies I worked with, you know, that I worked with that I was, I was very proud of many of the ladies I worked with were extremely professional and and happy my professional stance and most of them. And, uh, but there's so many people who get caught in this trap where these guys, at, when I was in, especially in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, you know, where, where this guy would say, you know, you come to Germany or you come meet me over here and don't worry, you know, we're going to live together and stuff, but I'm going to marry you and take care of you for the rest of your life. And boy, you want to talk about people being scarred. And I know that's not rape, you know, and that's what Stephanie and I've been trying to say. But it has an effect on people that's unbelievable. And, you know, so these guys would do that multiple times. There's some real creeps out there. And it's not just guys. And, again, that's why I'm trying to be, you know, gender neutral as I can because there's, there, there's guys and gals that are this way, mm-hmm. that lure people in. And, and then there's just so much pain. So, folks, what I want to tell you today, if you've been hurt by the sting of sexual sin that you've agreed to, you know, there is still a God for that and he's still great and he's still worthy and he can still take that from you. And, and, and I think that, you know, when, when there's fire, there's going to be burns and there's collateral damage. And, you know, people think you can just hop in and out of these illicit relationships uh, and there's no collateral damage. And I'm here to tell you there's all collateral damage. It never leaves you. It's with you. Yeah. It's with your uh, your future partners. It's with your kids. I mean, it just goes through the generations. It's terrible. And that's why God's wanted us. Yeah. And, you know, and Stephanie and I know somebody right now uh, that we that's hurtful, that's trying to be the moral authority, that's self-righteous, that's all these different things. And even as I speak, we believe he's involved in a mist of a relationship on his wife and, and, and the things that he's been involved with. And we all know men and women like that, but you know what we do at this point, this is where we take a step back and we've talked about this reflection and we reflect on those things we've done that are wrong. And we repent of them. We give them to God and, and that word repentance to me and, and, and Stephanie, what's your connotation of it? And it's always remember, folks, is, you know, as I learned from Sister Mary Elizabeth in second grade, there's a connotation and a denotation. So, <laughs> uh, so there's a definition that's solid that's in Webster's, Merriam-Webster's dictionary. And then there's a connotation at what we think something means. And uh, so I, I think that word repentance means change in direction. I think... So we go to God and to repent of something, we recognize that, boy, we messed up. And we go to the only one that can take that us messing up away from us. And we change direction and say, that's never going to happen. We give it to God. And then God hides that sin, the Bible tells us. And this is what amazes me, Stephanie. No matter how messed up we are, no matter how goofed up we are, no matter how screwy we can be, God hides that sin as far as the East is from the West. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say, and you can do a better job of it uh, probably is somebody's messed up and they've had those coals and there's collateral damage. Mm-hmm. How do we come out of that? 
You come out of it the same way Paul came out of all of the baggage and scars he had. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paul, from from the perspective of, you know, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisees, as touching the law blameless. I don't believe that Paul was ever immoral or ever went down this trail, but Paul had a lot of regrets of his own. He was a murderer. Um, he had persecuted the church to the level that, he had Christians fleeing all over the then known world to escape him yeah. and to get, to get away from his, his satanic, um, vengeful hatred for them. So he had lots and lots of regrets. And Paul said that he had to lay those things aside mm. to run the that God had set before him. He had to lay aside the weights and the sins. The weights, memories, those things that threatened to drag him down, those scars, those memories. You had to have of children screaming and women wailing um, as he drug them off Mm. prison and then to be killed. I I just, when you think back that that was Paul's life prior to Christ, to meet Christ on the road to Damascus, the memories that had to have haunted him his entire life. Yeah, But he said, I have to lay those things aside and look to Jesus, fix my eyes on Jesus. You can't fix your eyes on your scars. You can't fix your eyes on the regrets mm. because use those regrets to become weights that weigh you down. You have to fix your eyes on the author and the finish of your faith and know that his grace and his forgiveness remove those, those, even though there may be repercussions He's forgiven you. He's removed those sins as far as the east is from the west. And his mercies are still new every morning for you. He is still the God of second chances. Yeah. And to give him all of your heart and understand that he'll do more with all of your heart that you give him, even if you feel like there's not much less, not much left of it to give, he can do more with it than you could ever imagine or hope for. Yeah, there it is right there. And, 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 and folks, we can beat ourselves up our entire lives. Mm-hmm. We can we can be our own worst enemy, so to speak. And but the thing is, there's collateral damage. And uh, you know, at some point, we got to give that to God. At some point, um, we just we just move along with that, and we got to help other people do that. And, and don't get those proud looks and look down at people who've been through this. And, and I know we probably beat up this verse more than any other verse in the book of Proverbs so far. And that's okay. I remember when we went through Psalm 23, I think we preached one verse two days. We didn't preach. We spoke. We don't preach. We don't pray. We don't online. We, um, but you know what I think, Stephanie? I think that we need to understand that there's a great God and our God is bigger than all these things. And, uh, and you know, God's, we, we serve a God that restores us. We, we serve a God that as the apostle Paul talked about dying daily or laying those things aside, uh, we serve the God that allows us to do that. So go ahead and do that today if you need to. And, uh, um, that's okay. Just give it to God. Just say, Hey God, um, I messed up and, uh, he knows, he knows what you did. He sees it in your heart already. You know, I think sometimes by the times I say the words to God, he already knows, you know, it's probably already forgiven, 
but we speak it with our mouth and we believe it with our heart when we get saved and we pray to God. He loves us to pray. And, and so we do that to recognize his greatness. And we don't only do it with our hearts, but we pray to him. And so all that, I think we go on to another question. And uh, uh, someone asked the question, and we just got a couple. This is an easy question, but someone asked how we actually uh, got together and decided to do a podcast. And I would love to know the answer to this one. <laughs> you know, I've got question marks written down next to that. I'm not sure how all that happened. Me neither. So I think I think we got to go back to 2014. Um, on my side, when I first started deciding, so there was a pastor named Sumter at Landmark Baptist Church somewhere by Richmond. I don't remember the little town, but right there by Richmond, Virginia. And he's in heaven now. But I went and I preached for him. I think it was 2014 that I preached for him. Maybe it was 13. And his son actually pastors the church now. He passed away a couple years back. But he made a comment to me. He said, why don't you guys do something about PTSD? Meaning me. I mean, it hit me right in the head. And it was long enough ago where Doug was in, still in his undergraduate program, and he traveled there with me because I remember we stayed at, like, this Holiday Inn Express or something out by the airport there in Richmond, not too far from the church, and we had a good meal on Saturday, and we preached all day Sunday and whatever the case may be. But I left there saying, man, i got to do something about PTSD. And you say, how can that be the answer to you and Stephanie doing the podcast? Well, then camps came, and then workshops came, and then fast forward ahead, and then 2018 October 30th a terrible day for Stephanie and she got welcomed into the terrible club of PTSD a club that nobody wants to be in and then uh fast forward ahead and we're in February-ish of 2019 and I heard from some of you have heard this story I heard from uh Stephanie's best friend Rhonda Hicks someone who's been a friend for many many years they went to church together the husbands were best friend Rhonda and Steve Hicks are really good people. Don't tell Steve I said that because usually I pick on him. But anyway, they have great kids, great family, all that stuff. And Rhonda called me and was worried about Stephanie and everything she was going through and told me that Stephanie's husband had been shot down and uh, had been martyred. And boy, it blew me away. And it brought me back to October 30th, 2018, when I read about it on Facebook and got on my knees and said, God, if there's ever anything I can do for this family, please let me know. I kept seeing that prayer card picture. Anyway, Stephanie... Debbie and I were unexplainably hooked together at that point forward. And so we started, you know, Stephanie started finding uh, some victories for the word of God. She found them really before I got there, but we started talking about things up front. Uh, she went through a tumor thing. We'll have to play her testimony for you. I think we're going to do that this year on Stephanie's birthday or something. I don't know. Um, but, or maybe even before that, maybe on the anniversary of our podcast, but you know, we just got hooked together. So you start going out and talking to people and people kept saying things like, you know, you guys should be on the radio. Stephanie was on the radio. You're on, I think Nancy DeMoss, wasn't it? Nancy DeMoss's show. And I've certainly been on the radio around the country. Uh, and uh, maybe a show not as big as Nancy DeMoss, but we, you know, we've been on the radio. People have heard about different things. People said, man, you should be doing this all the time. So then enter Stephanie, who's really well-spoken, who deals with PTSD, and me, who's messed up. Do you remember how that turned into? How did that? I, I, it started off an experiment. Yeah. Two um, minutes, right? What was it? Let's, yeah, <laughs> 10 let's, Oh, my. Oh, to go back to the 10-minute recording sessions. Wow. And, and it just started off these 10-minute segments just going through. Like, I think we started... 
Oh boy! Like, do we start with like symptoms of PTSD or effects? yeah, what PTSD is or something? We were going to do it for a month because we have to pay for this bad boy every month, and we yeah. have to pay for the podcast to be stored. There's a price and for all this stuff. <laughs> I know, and I remember we were. That was one of the things we discussed: was can we can we sustain this? Can we um, afford this? Yeah. You know, and I remember we were both kind of like, okay, if this is God's will, He'll provide, um, yeah. and He'll just have to give us direction as we go. And he did. And it's even more weird now. I mean, people want us to go, uh, you know, to buy spots on radio stations. We are on some radio stations. So anyway, you folks know where we came from. I, I went a little bit long, so uh, we'll go ahead and transition at this point. But I think that's where it came from. I think we just were a couple people that talked, uh, talked a lot about PTSD, went out and saw people. And we just decided that we'd call from Indiana, talk from here in South Carolina, and we would do these things. And so that's kind of where it all comes from. But folks, listen, we love you folks, and we're honored again to come into your earways. And listen, if we can ever do anything for you, please make sure you find us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.